sit here with 100% attention, focus and surrender at the feet of Madhalitamba. Having chanted a bhajan, having offered a bhajan, bhajan is an offering that you offer to your Ishta or your Prabhu. Bhajan is an offering and it is 100% yours and yet not at all yours because you gave it. You gave it your 100% and then you gave it. A bhajan is not sung. A kirtan is not sung with any kind of expectation, with any kind of desire, with any kind of hope. Hope is not the name of true love. Love for whatever has already been given. You can also call it gratitude. You can also call it love. You can also call it ecstasy or bliss. When you are in this state of bhakti in which you are 100% full, 
there is no space for anything else because you are all ecstatic at whatever has been given at what is happening right now within you and what you have been given by the divine mother whatever it is right now you are there in some form sakara swarupa whatever it is however it is isn't it so beautiful isn't being human so beautiful isn't the world that we see so beautiful isn't everything around us so beautiful every moment there is a breathing process that is happening isn't the very mechanism of moments in time beautiful it is beautiful there is beauty in it if you can if you do you will see it or you can see it or maybe a lot of us are seeing it right now it's called the beauty of whatever there is everything that is there is so beautiful it is it has led to a to a burst an explosion of bliss within you you are filled with it words will never be sufficient to express your state words can never express your state a bhakt or a devotee can sing a bhajan can write a bhajan can chant a name or a word or a mantra can play an instrument or can just roam around dancing can express in various forms but the expression is never going to explain whatever is happening it is never going to be sufficient maybe some expressions are more expressive they they are more explanatory in nature for instance if you sing a bhajan then maybe the words they explain more if you are sharing something then maybe again you are explaining more if you are writing something maybe you are explaining more if you are just dancing around with tears in your eyes or laughing ecstatically then again you are expressing the bhakta or the devotee is expressing is still in that same state but this is a thing what that person is sharing right now is what we can call is is uh, pure love love for everybody he or she is is in love with everything so whoever will go to that person or will roam around that person or will be near that person can actually if if they open themselves up they can feel that love they can feel that at least they can feel the vibe you know they can feel the energy it's a very beautiful energy a beautiful experience actually for instance when it comes to the sadhana of 
మా లలిత మా త్రిపుర సుందరి ఇట్ హెస్ బిన్ క్లియర్లీ రిటర్న్ దట్ వన్ యువర్ ధ్యాన గోస్ టు దర్ ఎంటర్స్ ద సహస్రదల్ ఆర్ ద సహస్రార ఇట్ ఇస్ ద క్రౌన్ chakra or crown whatever you call it you can call it the crown here it is been clearly told that here you can experience nectar so here the mother has been given the name of sudha sarabhi varshini sudha means amrit so she there is a there is a rainfall or there is a there is a burst of amrit amrit like it falls down like rain and i think personally i experienced this 15 years back yes and then after that it has happened many times so at that point of time i did not know about this aspect of mother that she is a sudha sarabhi varshini these terms i did not know at that point of time so i kept uh, sharing with people whoever i met that uh, if you go there then it will be like a huge cloud burst i would call it cloud burst or say like a cloud burst sometimes and rain falls like madness suddenly all of a sudden there is tremendous rain lots of rain heavy rainfall so that is called a cloud burst so i have been in such cloud bursts i have got caught up in such cloud bursts two or three times in my life so i had the experience of that of the natural cloud burst that happens on our planet because that was the experience that you you get completely drenched you're like there is nothing left you know you're fully drenched in nectar your whole experience is that suddenly there was a burst and before you could realize nectar is all over you sudha amrit nectar elixir whatever you want to call it what is it it is ultimate ultimate bliss ultimate joy ultimate anand parmanand it is all over you it just bursts there's a huge burst suddenly and you get completely drenched when you get drenched with parmanand which with the with a degree of joy or bliss or ecstasy whatever you want to call it that cannot be measured that cannot be described in words it cannot be put together in any form whether it is poetry or anything words in any way which cannot be described even right now i'm like kind of struggling you know isn't it to explain it but it's a burst whoever explains it will miss out will never be able to explain it fully but the burst does happen this is for sure and when it happens it does not happen for one moment okay yeah it does not happen like for one fraction of a second or a second it lasts for some time in my case it lasted for quite a substantial amount of time but yes it did not last for like a whole day or many days or many weeks okay it has happened in breaks but it lasted for hours and in those hours you cannot 
do many things like because you're in a you're like wow so while you're going through all that you won't come out of your meditation why will you why should you who will nobody will so at that point of time you won't go to youtube and try to search video or try to know the news of the day what's going on around you or if there is some car honking in your lane you will go and check from your balcony no nothing like that no thoughts will come because you're you've already gone beyond thoughts way back if you have not transcended thoughts then will you would never have reached here so you transcend thoughts and then you enter a particular state and then as you keep surging forward and ascending and ascending or whatever you, but i hope you are understanding that as you go ahead in the journey this is the ultimate ultimate state or the ultimate phase this is a pinnacle kind of okay because uh, we will keep discussing right it's like a burst it bursts then it doesn't happen for like a few seconds it, it lasts for some time sometimes it could be for half an hour sometimes it could be for hours okay and you are just in your asana or your posture when you are seated and you don't get out of your asana for sure your body does not move because you are completely packed inside in an inner world where you are in your own zone or whatever you want to call it zone of elixir experiencing what experiencing sudha so malalitamba mathapuramba malachakdambe whatever you want to call her she is the the one who does that burst so she is known as sudha sarabhi varshini and this happens at the sahasradal or the sahastrara which is also called the crown or uh, sastrar chakra or whatever so journey goes on and then as we were talking about the about devotion about bhakti about everything being so beautiful when you are lying flat at mother's feet means when when mother is all over you or you are all over mother's feet whatever it is so the surrender maybe has happened i think it is true love like a child loves mother and it is selfless in the beginning i think it is quite selfless right and the mother's love is also very selfless and it's very pure so it is like selfless love so love takes over gratitude kind of you know gratitude you get later that okay yeah wow mother is giving so many things but uh, so you have gratitude for everything you know but gratitude falls behind when when there is love when you offer argya to the sun or the surya dev and you you offer your gratitude you just thank the you, you thank the sun god or apollo or surya dev 
for keeping us alive, isn't it? Because it is of the heat generated by the sun that there is life on this planet, isn't it? And if the heat increases, we all will die. If the heat decreases, we all will die. So because of a certain distance, because of a certain balance, the heat or the tapas, whatever, or the tap, whatever you want to call it, that we all are alive and our farms are green, our forests are green, our livestock is grazing and so it is helpful for all forms of life on this planet. That is our relationship with the sun. So because of what we get and of course the light that we get, because of all these things that we are getting, uh, because of the sun is that the uh, glaciers they melt into water, they become rivers and those those rivers we drink water from, those rivers we use water from for everything, including farming, including irrigation, including use for various purposes, our daily purposes as well as industrial purposes also. Wherever humanity is today, our very survival and also the survival of the, the balance of the ecosystem, the survival of the other species is all because these, these glaciers are melting into water and that is happening because of the sun right yeah because of the heat generated so our gratitude towards the sun our gratitude towards the tapas or the agni fire element our gratitude towards the water element our gratitude towards the earth element our gratitude towards the sky element towards the air element because in that air there is oxygen and that oxygen keeps us alive we all know that Recently, due to shortage of oxygen, everybody starts dying. We all know that since a long time that without oxygen, we are we can't live. So, so everything in the right balance, in the right proportion, is keeping us alive, is sustaining our life. For all that, that it's gratitude. That is one thing that we can do. So we offered Argya as part of the Sauri Pranami to the sun god or to the polo or so it is like offering your respect your gratitude just one thing but if you like in the scriptures the sun is considered as a great teacher as a great master as a great guru it is said that uh, once uh, lord hanuman or hanumanji a great devotee of sri ram he uh, received initiation from uh, Surya Dev or Sun. So this is this has been a tradition. Uh, Surya Siddhanta, Surya Namaskar and Surya Darshan, Surya Pranami and many other uh, Surya Kriyas are there. Today we are also talking about Saur Urja which means solar energy. So these things have already been in yoga. These practices have already been in there in reality. You know, uh, if you do a sun salutation, you can see the benefits for yourself. The sun, sometimes when you uh, spend too much time with the sun, when you consider Surya Dev as your guru, then yes, it is possible that love can take over gratitude. You never know. You will not know until and unless you establish a bond, right? Sometimes when you look at a full moon on a full moon night, yeah, 
We're out there, moony night. Seems like heaven sometimes, right? Of course, nature has challenges, it brings its challenges, but uh, sometimes it's just too good. If you've come from a city, it will feel like, many people say you come from the city, they say it's too, it seems like too good to be true, yeah. It seems like we are in a dream, we are in Deva Swapnamrit. So, yes, the moon on a moony night can evoke feelings of love in you, not just towards your partner, but sometimes towards nature also, towards moon also, towards the sky also. It can sometimes make you very quiet also. It can, it also has the quality if you're alone, it can, it can pause you or it can make you inquisitive about, uh, it can push you on the path of self-realization or trying to know yourself. The moon has the ability to make you a seeker. I have spent lots and lots of nights with the moon just gazing at the moon and initially there were lots of uh, battling of eyelids. After that I think my eyelids stopped battling or stopped falling down. So I would look like boom at the moon and I kept looking and the eyelid just did not fall and I kept gazing it's called moon gazing what happened in that case is a different story which uh, I will share some other day but yes it's a wonderful story it's an unforgettable story for me and I hope it can actually help motivate many people to uh, meditate upon the moon because if you meditate upon the moon it can really change your life the sun is also fantastic but it has its timings so you will have to rise early that is very important if you are a late riser then the sun is you know it can dry your clothes it can dry you up and you know you can use the light you can use the energy uh, you can do a lot of things in sunlight you can but, uh, if you really want to, to establish a bond with the sun, if you want to learn from the sun, if you want to, because the sun will not come alone. Sun will come with its, with its seven horses or with its seven rays, which are like, uh, in Hindi it is called Suri Ke Saat Ashwa, Sapta Ashwa, or the seven colors of the spectrum Vipkyor, violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange and red The rainbow Okay The rainbow looks so beautiful, isn't it? The rainbow has seven colors So that is the sun And uh, there is also an actually a healing therapy called chromotherapy which is completely based through sun and colors and water and oil to completely heal your body physically, mentally, in every way. So that is an alternative health or medical therapy. And of course the sun, without the sun you can't grow anything. And without the sun probably you can't also grow. Sun gives us vitamins, it gives us so many things. Vitamin is just one of the things, common things that we just, you know, it comes naturally to us. But, uh, it gives us a lot more than just vitamins. Or melting the glaciers into water 
and that water is what we drink what we use in our industries what we use for irrigation and farming and what we use for various purposes and even the other life forms use that the forest use that so everything you know everything comes from there only otherwise we would have been living in an icy world it's the sun that that is making all the difference so that thing is there when you walk this path then um then uh, the journey of yoga or spirituality or whatever you want to call it dharma it becomes easy because then you're you've gone for the real thing you've gone for knowledge and you're not going there with any kind of expectation or imagination or presumption okay you're not being judgmental things like that expectations are a huge hurdle selfishness is a huge hurdle greed is a huge hurdle expectation is kind of greed i believe if you drop it then if you drop your expectations there was no all great expectations by charles dickens if you drop your expectations then uh, this journey becomes very easy then the leap which many people call the leap of faith or the leap of whatever it becomes very easy huh so that path becomes very easy that pathless path becomes very easy if you've got no expectations if you are not that full but empty of course there's a process you have to be 100% human 100% human it must be the goal so 100% human means what 100% human means the infinite if you have not heard this before i will try to i'm probably breaking it up to you there is no limit there are no boundaries the truth is infinite and you can become one with that truth that is the very meaning of yoga and samadhi is to live in that union samadhi doesn't mean to leave your body or to lose your physicality samadhi does not necessarily mean to get rid of your physicality you can be in your physicality and yet you can be in union with the with the with the ultimate truth with the true truth with the 100% truth which is limitless which is boundless which is infinite which has got no beginning and no end which is beautiful which is ecstatic there is no boundaries it is ecstasy that's why i was telling sudha sarabhi varshini the devi who does this varsha this cloud burst of sudha or amrit or nectar or elixir or ecstasy upon you this has got no boundaries this joy or bliss or ecstasy whatever i was trying why is it a burst because it is like it is inexplicable it's like there is it's too too much nectar i mean it is just inexplicable it cannot be cannot be explained in words in any way no mantra can explain it you can only experience it you will know it only through experience but yes mantra science is another science in mantra science mantra science is actually it comes it happens in the beginning as you move ahead and go ahead and go deeper into mantra science and 
you start learning these things also. But in mantra science, what happens is like if we chant, I'm going to chant Om in a particular way. When I chant Om this way, then I really experience joy. I'm not saying it's the ultimate joy. It is not the Sudha that I'm talking about, but it is Sudha at a lower level, but it is also a type of burst only. It's not an infinite cloud burst, but it's a burst. So I will chant it. As I go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the chant, so I'll be chanting for two minutes or maybe a little bit older than that, I will get more and more deep and more and more ecstatic and more experience more and more bliss with it. So you listen to it.
before it makes you very focused very calm it makes you very still what you were not able to observe before you can observe it now so your degree of focus your degree of clarity definitely increases what you may not be able to perceive earlier what you may not be able to observe earlier even this also includes your five senses it also includes your intelligence okay it also includes your deep memory so it will start borrowing those things from your deep memory it's not called borrow it's already inside you So you will start tapping that part of your deep memory of your vitals of your intelligence of your five senses that you were not able to tap earlier this is the power of mantras mantra makes you a very calm cool collected responsible focused still human being and a very good human being you become a very good human being a mantran is always satvik in nature mantrans are satoguni satoguna adhishthata mantro yashasvi vibhuti na mantra has got the ability to make you look sound taste touch see experience hear listen it makes you a very good listener right you can listen you can listen to different sounds sounds that are happening around you you can listen to the sound of the insects of the crickets the birds you can listen to so many sounds that are very good for you that can give you joy 
you are always immersed in that joy. Nature has got the ability to give you lot of joy. Nature actually, this life actually is always joy giving. There is a lot more pleasure and very little pain normally in your life. Normally most human beings they come with a lot of pleasure and very little pain. But what they end up experiencing is a lot less pleasure than what was there for them, for their taking. They could not take it because they could not perceive everything. Because they could not pick up the gifts that nature had bestowed upon them that life has bestowed upon them. We are not able to open the gifts that we can say God has given to us. We don't do it on a daily basis because our lifestyle is has become in such a way, in such a manner. Our lifestyle has taken such a shape in this modern era and even in the earlier eras because of the scattered mind if you are a scattered mind, your attention is all over, then you won't be able to focus on any single thing. So your focus is all gone. You will not be able to take advantage of any one thing. Because you are not riding on one boat. You are riding on many boats. You know, it's just like on your if you are, let's say, on a, on a conference call with five people, okay, and at the same time you're working on your laptop, writing an article, will you be able to do justice to the article as well as to those five people? Forget the article, if you're even just talking to five people or even two people at the same time on a telephone, will you be able to do justice to the two people? No. Forget the two people. Even if you are talking to one person on the phone and your focus is not totally, you are not completely listening. This happens to us many times. You don't completely listen to what the other person is trying to say. Okay? We don't actually listen. Our ears are working fine. It's, it's not that our eardrums are not working or something like that. The ears are absolutely fine. The phone ring, uh, whatever it is, the phone microphone or speaker is, is in the right place. We're able to hear everything. Everything is just fine. The, the network is also there. Everything is just fine. But we are actually not trying to listen to the person. Is it it? Because that needs love. That needs non being non-judgmental. Okay? It needs love. Are you understanding it? It's a bit difficult to understand. But um, you have to, if you have to understand a person, the first thing is definitely you should not be, you know, watching the TV while listening to a person or having dinner while talking to a person or doing something else 
or being in the loo or talking to a person or you know doing something else gardening you know while talking to a person people do this many times definitely not drive okay that's that's uh, that's criminal so uh, so why do they say that don't drive while you're on the phone right because we don't do justice so it should be that don't drink water while you're on the phone because you won't do justice either to drinking water or to the person on the phone in, in fact sometimes you will also end up spilling water over the phone so a lot of Uh, stupid things a lot of jokes happen to people and sometimes the jokes are so serious that it's no more a joke it becomes really serious sometimes you end up making horrible mistakes and you get angry at yourself or what kind of a stupid person am i or what kind of stupid person is this calling at the wrong time this and that so of course those issues there are definitely many issues with phone calls that that is different but i'm not talking about that you know i'm not talking about whose call you should pick up and whose call you should not that is that is a different issue that's a different subject that maybe for some other day <laughs> you know but uh what we are trying to say is that scattered you know so we are not able to listen even while we are face to face we are listening to a person we are not able to listen to the person because we are not listening and that is why we are not able to give the right response so it ends up in poor communication you will never be able to communicate communicate uh, neutrally if your communication is not neutral if your communication is not non-judgmental then the other person will never be happy with your communication or this 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 may not happen all the time but this may happen sometimes so in the same way we are not so when we are not even able to listen to a person on the phone how can we listen to so many things in nature you know so there are so many things that are there in life that life is not just not throwing at us that is life you know sometimes you take an umbrella and you go out on the rain okay if it is a drizzle you go out in the drizzle and you just enjoy you go out on a walk in the drizzle and you just enjoy so you are just spending time with nature why you know take the pressure why you know take the phone and tag along you know our phone is always tagging us along tagging along isn't it is it necessary to take the phone wherever you go i mean these days it's become like you should always whenever you go you should take the phone along with yourself is it really always necessary because earlier it was not earlier there was no such facility so that's the story so nature god god has given us nature 
nature is a huge part of our life. Our very first layer of existence, how we know it, is through nature only. We just observe nature. Life actually is very beautiful and it's like a heaven. We don't even live. Most people in this modern era and even in the past, if you are a scattered mind, then you are not even going to live 5% of what has been already given to you. But as far as your best potential is concerned, then where you can go, how far can I go? If this question is asked, how far can I go as a human being? From home, you can go to 100%. I don't know if you can go through tremendous education or through tremendous hard work or not. I really don't know how far hard work or education or being on a rocket is going to take you. I don't think rockets are ever going to sail into or float into infinity. That's not going to happen. But from your home, through meditation, through yoga and through some practices, you can definitely get to the truth, the truth, the infinity, the union. And then when two things get united, then the two things become one. So there is just one. So that is what is the philosophy of Advaita Vedanta which was propagated by Vedanta means the, the core of the Vedas and Advaita means one, no two. So it, it basically means in yoga it is said that Shakti unites with Shiva, it rises and meets the Shiva. So, basically, when uh, you awaken, right now we are not 100% aware or we can say we are not 100% open. There are, all the doors are almost closed. We are in a closed house right now. No sunlight, no moonlight. That is how it is right now. So the day you will step out of this house into your garden. It's a beautiful garden. It's too beautiful a garden. It's so beautiful a garden, so beautiful a lake, so beautiful a paradise that it cannot be explained. A cave, so beautiful a lake, so beautiful springs, so beautiful flowers, so beautiful so many things that it cannot be explained. So beautiful energy cannot be explained. So beautiful state, basically. You will be in such a beautiful state that it cannot be explained. So you do not need to leave your physicality for the sake of such a samadhi or for living such a life. You, you need to be in this body and in this very body you can attain this state and then you can live your life blissfully and, you know, 100%. That is yoga. That is samadhi. That is life. That is humanity. That is called being human. Being human, if not the best, then one of the best. Definitely. So from tomorrow onwards, don't say, I'm, after all, I'm human. No. Your humanity is your biggest strength. Because there is so much in humanity. When you, the moment you say humanity, you're, you're bringing infinity into the picture. 
invest so much into it so we will learn more about mantras about the gifts that we that we can receive from ma dalita mother prasundari as we go ahead in this series keep listening thank you om namah shivaya